0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 368, The Meditation Diet, How I Lost 60-plus Pounds by Savoring, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. And I'm Dr. Neil Malek, your narrator of blogs covering health and fitness. I read to you from some of the most popular blogs out there, with permission from the websites. Now, this past weekend, I had to be served a slice of humble pie. My buddies found this archery shooting range nearby, and so they wanted to go do that. And I bragged about how I used to practice with my archery set in the backyard and I would make targets out of the bottoms of pizza boxes and I would just sit there for hours and hours and I told them how I was gonna own them during this archery session. Yeah, I got owned. I think in my mind as a kid, I somehow thought I was really good, but my friends flat out owned me. I mean, I was hitting their targets next to me instead of mine. I was shooting and hitting the wall behind my target or below my target. I was ashamed. But here's the thing. It was a great bonding experience. We actually all had a great time. And now we have a new hobby. We can't wait to go back and do this again. And so remember, it's not always about your performance or your results that we care about. It's the journey. It's the experience. Sometimes that matters more. And frankly, let's be honest, I had to remind myself of that. All right, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. The Meditation Diet, How I Lost 60 Plus Pounds by Savoring by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, when walking, walk, when eating, eat. Zen proverb. Picture me seven years ago, about 60 pounds heavier than I am now with a chubbier face, a growing gut, and an addiction to junk food. I ate pizza, chips, cookies, fried meats and cheeses, french fries, and drank beer and sweetened fatty lattes. I was 32 and headed for diabetes and heart disease and couldn't figure out how to change. And yet, a year later, I had lost about 20 to 30 pounds and ran a marathon. The pounds kept dropping away year after year, and more importantly, I was eating healthier foods. I now love fresh fruits and veggies, raw nuts and seeds, beans and whole grains that haven't been ground up, real, unprocessed food. How did I do it? I used a really simple method that is not hard to do, and yet most people will be unwilling to do it, even after I explain how simple it is. Here's the secret. I used eating as a form of meditation. It's a method that's thousands of years old. Buddha did it, among others, and yet it is so at odds with our current society that most people won't even consider it. Slowing down, pausing, really paying attention to the food instead of a screen, it's a radical thing to do. It works. It's not even that hard. Let's take a look first at what most people do, including the 2005 Leo, and why it adds up to bad health and being overweight. The standard American diet. Not everyone in the Western world will follow these generalizations, and I'm hoping to highlight the negative stuff just to make a point. The average American eats way too many calories and gets many of those calories from processed sugars, white flours, fried foods, saturated animal fats, and sweet beverages. We're talking about sodas, sweet breakfast treats, hamburgers, and fried chicken, french fries, and cookies, and chips. Very, very little nutrition. Lots of calories and sugar, and saturated fats, and sodium, and added chemicals. Part of the problem is advertising, and the fast food industry, and convenience food industry. But another part is mindless eating. We eat not because we're hungry, but out of habit, because we're stressed or need reward, or are tired, or depressed, or lonely. Food becomes a substitute for love. We eat while watching TV, or reading on the computer, or mobile device. We eat while talking with other people, and barely notice what we're eating. And yet, the food we eat becomes who we are. It takes energy to grow, and harvest, and prepare, and transport. In many cases, hundreds of living, suffering animals have given their lives for us. The food affects our long-term health, one of the most important things in our lives. We ignore all of that as we focus on other things. We skip out on one of the most critical elements in our lives because of addiction to screens, because of habitual emotional responses, because of socializing patterns we're unwilling to change. Eating as meditation. I don't always practice this, but I often will use eating as a form of meditation. This is the opposite of mindless eating. It's a way to practice complete mindfulness, focus, awareness of thoughts and emotions, and gratitude for the food I've been given. When we do sitting meditation, we drop all other activities and just sit, paying attention to body and breath, being present with ourselves without expectation or judgment. Food meditation is the same thing, but instead of just sitting, we just eat. It's not eating for the point of rapid consumption, or even for the point of sensory pleasure, though that does happen. It's about slowing down, paying attention to the food, really savoring it, being grateful for where it came from and who prepared it, noticing our emotions as we eat. The benefits of eating meditation are many. Food tastes better when you pay attention. You can learn to enjoy healthy foods when you slow down and savor. You eat less because you're not eating mindlessly. You naturally gravitate towards simpler foods because of the savoring. You begin to address the emotions around eating. You get a little oasis of slow mindfulness in your busy day. It relieves stress. And it is fun. The meditation diet method. So how do you do it? It's not very difficult. You can do some or all of the items I'm gonna mention here. One, create space. Too often, eating is multitasked with reading or working or driving or watching. Create some space for the eating meditation. Clear away everything else and just do one thing. Just eat. Two, put your food in front of you and consider it. The food you choose doesn't matter. It can be food you already eat on a regular basis. Or you can consider a handful of berries, a carrot, some broccoli, some raw almonds, or walnuts. Sit down with the food in front of you and look at it. Notice its color, texture, imperfections. Take time to smell it. Three, think about its origins. Take a moment to think about where this food came from. Is it from another continent or somewhere in your area? How did it get to you? Who grew it? Who picked it, transported it, and prepared it? What animal gave its life and suffered for your pleasure and health? Be grateful for all of this. Four, taste it. One bite at a time, put the food in your mouth and savor its taste and texture. Is it crunchy, soft, chewy, grainy, syrupy? Is it earthy, sweet, floral, salty, spicy, oaky, citrusy? grassy, herbal, mossy, tangy, tanniny. Think about what's been added to the food, chemicals, salt, sugar, or fat. How does the food make you feel? Consider what nutrients the food is giving you, how it's nourishing you. Five, notice your heart. What do you feel as you eat? Are you hungry, stressed, sad, happy, hurt, angry, afraid, confused, lonely, bored, or impatient? And six, pause between bites. Don't pick up the next bite as you chew. Just stay with one bite, then swallow, breathe, enjoy the space, then repeat the process for the next bite. Practice this just once a day. When it becomes a regular habit, try it twice a day. Eventually, do it every time you eat a meal or snack or have anything to drink. Expectations. This is not a lose-weight-fast diet. I lost about 20 to 30 pounds in my first year of eating healthier, but that's only about half a pound per week. Not a lot of progress right away, so don't worry about weight loss or appearance at first. This diet is about relearning the eating process, about changing your taste buds to enjoy healthier food, about creating lasting change, and about being more mindful throughout the day, about being grateful for what you have, about remapping our actions around emotions, about understanding what you put into your body and how it becomes who you are. So in this case, there is no goal that you're trying to reach over the long term, like weight loss or six-pack abs or a reduced chance of diabetes and heart disease. Rather, the process of meditating as you eat is the goal itself. If you're being mindful as you eat, you have already succeeded. And so success in this program is easy. You just have to do it. And you are a world champion. You just listened to the post titled The Meditation Diet, How I Lost 60 Plus Pounds by Savoring by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? You may have heard me addressing this ever so briefly, this idea of mindful eating. I had mentioned that when you eat mindfully, when you slow down the process, it gives your brain a chance to realize that your stomach is full, that you've basically had enough calories. And so one of the wonderful side effects of mindful eating, as Leo described it, is that you'll tend to consume fewer calories. But not only that, being mindful in most areas of your life, whether it comes to eating or stopping to smell the roses, being mindful while you're just doing everyday tasks. This all helps reduce stress and therefore more happy. When folks express an interest in wanting to try eating more mindfully, one of the tips I give them that seems to work really, really well is imagine before you sit down and start eating your meal, imagine you're a food writer and your job is to comment on the food. You need to write about the taste, the texture, the smells. You're critiquing the food, essentially. Now, of course, they're not really going to publish this. This is not really their job. But what it's doing is reframing the situation. It's putting them in a different mindset, forcing them to really think about what they're doing, what they're eating. And so just as Leo mentioned, while you're chewing, instead of picking up the next bite, you're thinking about, hmm, what does this taste like? What is the texture like? Am I enjoying this? How is this making me feel? And then, naturally, you're actually going to put your fork down. You're going to be thinking about those things. You're going to be engaged in what you're doing. And then magically, the process is going to slow down. You're going to feel, hopefully, a little bit more grateful and therefore maybe more happy. And you've just slowed everything down, allowing your brain to realize that you've had enough to eat. And hopefully, as a nice side effect, you'll consume fewer calories, just like magic. All right, that's it for today. I hope you're having a great week so far. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. I'll be back for the Thursday episode tomorrow with a post from regular contributor, Nia Shanks. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.